What's up, everyone? It's Captain Kyle Smith, and this week I sat down for a morning meeting with San Diego Fire Engineer Mark Ty. Mark and I came on the department together, and he shares his journey from struggling to make ends meet to where he is today, having just put his oldest son through college. His focus, determination, and drive has helped him get to this point, and I'm sure he'll continue down the path in the future. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, hey, Mark, welcome to the bullpen. Thanks for meeting me. Hey, thanks for having me, Kyle. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, really excited to get you on here. We go uh, way back. We've been knowing each other uh, ever since yeah. we joined the fire department. You look different to me uh, looking at you here today. What's going on with the uh, the gray beard there? Yeah, I'm getting the Papa Smurf beard going uh, today. Uh, so I've uh, I've been on IL for the past month. I'm getting actually got cleared today to go back to work next week on the 24th. So uh, the beard will be coming off next week. So it's a, a one month long process. So well, this is uh, about the only thing I can have. My Christy won't let me have a mustache, so. Well, yeah, we got like October. Have a beer. We have the uh, mustache contest coming up in October. You got to keep it at least until then. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see how things go. But that's, uh, I'll tell you right now, it's definitely outside the uh, the grooming standards. Yeah, it is a little bit. Thanks, Cap. You're wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, hey, uh, you ready to get this uh, this thing going? Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, cool. Well, let's get your first alarm going. You will know that a first alarm assignment on the San Diego Fire Department consists of four engines and a truck, but here at the firehouse, I'll ask you four questions. You give us one piece of advice. Sound good? Sounds great. Let's do it. All right, cool. Well, here you go. Uh, you're going to be first in on your first alarm, and you know when you're first in, you got to give a size up, and that's who you are, where you work, and how long you've been doing it. Okay, my name is Mark Tai. I've been on the San Diego Fire Department for 14 years. Um, currently, I'm at Station 12 on B Division, and I came on in the 67th Academy. And uh, you're, you're kind of familiar with that one, aren't you? Hey, they, 67, now or never. Right, right. <laughs> they, say, they say, Mark, that the 67th was the best academy that's ever come through the San Diego Fire Department. I think so too. I mean, I know a lot of people beg to differ, but uh, I, I meant you'd be a good judge since how you're down at the academy every day, so you know what's coming through now. Well, I can tell you this uh, without any shadow of a doubt: the 67th is certainly further along than the 90th. Oh, I, I guaranteed. <laughs> That's right. You know, I had uh, I had Zeke Sanchez on here a few weeks ago, and he he said that he thought maybe the 21st Academy was the best of all time, which included Michael McCormick, who was also on the show, but then also the uh, former San Diego Fire Chief Javier Maynard. Um, so maybe between the 67th and the 21st, uh, there might be some area of debate, but um, we'll just leave it at that. How about that? Well, I'm sure that there are great guys and there's some great names there, but you know, even Mike Tyson fell at one time to to better better fighters. Well, that's true too. That's true too. Right on. Uh, so for those listening that don't know, Station 12 is um, where I worked as well. Um, it's a great firehouse. It's a double house, so it's got a, an engine and a truck, uh, and it's an extremely busy fire station. So on top of you um, coming through on the best academy, you also work at the best firehouse, which is is an exciting thing. Uh, you know, going back till uh, from um, our days back in the academy, what um, I remember having conversations with you about some of the struggles that you went through. You know, you were, I remember the first day I met you, um, it was sort of like three days before the academy was supposed to start. And, and we were there down at NTC trying to get everything ready and, and the nerves were, were going heavy and everything. And um, I just remember talking to you like, man, 
I, I would feel very underprepared with only a three day notice. How did you deal with that? Uh, it, it was tough. I, you know, luckily I, my wife has been very supportive through the whole thing. And um, she's actually the, the driving force behind me working towards what I always wanted to do, but it, it was tough. I know, um, you know, I'm not the only, I'm not, I know I'm not the only guy that ever went through the Academy with three kids, but we had a six month old um, and two other boys uh, were, you know, trying to live in San Diego. I just started a brand new job that week. I found out I was in that Academy. So it was with uh, Northrop Grumman. Um, I started that Monday, Tuesday, I went to work, went to lunch, came back and there was a message on my, uh, answer machine on my a desk at work. And it was uh, chief Hicks, um, who was in charge of hiring and our background checks during that time, uh, let me know that I've been bumped up from the 68th to the 67th. And I started Saturday. And in fact, I asked him if I could you know, defer to the next Academy. And he pretty much said, uh, yeah, it's now or never, which is pretty much was our slogan for our Academy. And I said, well, looks like I'll see you Saturday, Chief. And uh, that afternoon, I uh, put my four days notice that I was leaving. <laughs> Luckily, the guy who actually hired me for that job, his uh, uncle was a battalion chief in Boston. So he thought it was the coolest thing ever. So, um, But it was always good because I always left on good terms. And they always said if it didn't work out, I can come back. But uh, I don't think it's still open 14 years later, so which is good. Yeah, no, hopefully they filled that position. And I can say wholeheartedly that the 68th Academy's loss was certainly our gain. Um, what, uh, you know, I, I do remember having conversations with you about, you know, some of the struggles that you went through and, and that we were going mm -hmm. through ourselves as um, new parents. But it, it must right. have been pretty hard um, trying to provide for a, a family of five going through on a recruit wage. Uh, definitely. Uh, one thing, though, is we were kind of used to struggling uh, because I as I joined the Navy right out of high school I was 19 years old my wife and I got married when we were 21 and 20 20 years old then we had Jacob uh, which you know today is his birthday uh, we had Jacob when we were 23 24 years old and we're just always you know we always got paid the first and the 15th and we just made it through made it through uh, Christy and I decided together that uh, you know she would stay home with the kids which to this day, I, I think it was for our family, it was a really good decision because uh, our kids really uh, benefit from it and they're really happy that, you know, have mom at home now. But, um, you know, it was a struggle. You know, every, you know, there, I remember times when I needed gas to go to the, go to the academy and I was looking through the couch. Any change that may have fell out of my pocket or my wife's pocket in there and I pulled it out. I remember going in, throwing $2 real quick and making it down to the academy. So, um, it, it, it was really tough uh, during that time frame, but I knew uh, going through it, and, and my wife as well knew that there was an end goal in, in it, and we just needed to be patient. God, that's amazing, man! I don't think I've ever heard that story. Uh, and you know, happy birthday to Jake. How old is Jake now? He's twenty-three. So you know, you're old when your son is as old as you were when you had him. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> the same age as you were when you had him. That that has to be a surreal feeling. You know, because uh, I'm pretty sure you felt at that time when you were his age that you were probably ready to to have a family, start a family. But maybe looking at him today, you probably look at him like he's nowhere close to being ready. Well, I guarantee you, I was not ready at all. And when we found out that we were pregnant, we were like, oh, deers and headlights. Like, what the heck are we going to be doing? So, yeah, it was a tough. Uh, it was uh, it was tough. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. But like you're saying, you guys figured out a way to, to, you know, make ends meet, be frugal and, and grind through some hard times. And, you know, it's, it's certainly paid off. And as somebody from the outside looking in, you guys are the epitome of, you know, sort of the American success story where you, you said you're struggling paycheck to paycheck, digging through the couches to find gas money to now sitting here all these years later, having just put your oldest son through college. I mean, that has to feel very good. It, it does. It feels good. It, it feels like uh, you really accomplished something. Um, we appreciate everything that, you know, both of us appreciate the fire service, the, the job that we've been on. Um, you know, as, as getting older and coming on maybe a little older and having a little job experience before this and then going through those struggles, I do, I appreciate my, my work. I appreciate going into work in the morning. I appreciate the training that we have to do. Uh, I appreciate, you know, the, the captains that I, that I work under, the chiefs. It just, it, I, I just feel that um, it, it's more appreciative. You know, I really like my job. I'm glad I was able to go to it. And especially through the times right now, you know, we've been very fortunate uh, not being laid off or you know, really slowed down, but we still were able to go to work. Yeah, God, what a perfect, perfect point right there, Mark, that it's a privilege to have this job, not only because th this is an amazing career, right? I was, so I was talking to uh, Matt Prasner the other day on the show and I was saying, you know, we're, we're so privileged to have this job because we've, we forged all these great relationships at, at one point you could be, we were talking about being down at the pier surfing together in the morning before work. And then two hours later going to a fire together, you know, it, it's, it's that sort of camaraderie that we have. But then on the other side of that, when you see, a pan pandemic like we're in now or back when we were first coming on um, with the crash of 2008 and 2009, how so many of our friends and, um, you know, people that we knew were getting laid off or having real financial struggles. We kind of, you know, we did not that we didn't, but we were never really nervous about losing our jobs. You know, we, we could always kind of rely on that steady income. And right. that's, a, that's a really good place to start building from. Definitely. You know, if you're, confident that you're going to have that paycheck coming in every two weeks mm -hmm. you can start trying to build off of that and that's a that's a really important thing for us um we're never going to get rich doing this job but at a minimum we can be we can be confident that that paycheck's coming in so i, I do feel really grateful for that right and i think one thing what people got to understand too you got to be patient i mean things aren't going to happen overnight um and it's tough because especially in the society we're in today where you know we get information like that right off the bat and Stuff happens real, really quick or something we want, we're able to go out and get it. But, you know, I, I truly think financial freedom and financial success really revolves around being patient and trusting the process and plan that you put in place for yourself. No, that's perfectly well, well said. Speaking of that, when you were coming on, did you have any financial education? Did you have any um, teachers that or mentors as it related to your finances when you were coming on the job? I had zero, I had zero experience finances. Um, um, I came from a family where we pretty much did. We lived paycheck to paycheck. You know, the big slogan in our family was, you know, we wanted something, but every time we'd be, oh, maybe next year, maybe next year. Well, it's like, uh, now it's like when I hear someone say that, it's like I cringe because um, it, it's, it's such a bad feeling because maybe next year means you're never going to get it. So, um, that going through that and then joining the Navy, getting paid, you know, first and 15th and going through that and struggling the way we did. And I think one thing that I didn't do is I didn't really push myself 
to really uh, go out and do the research or gain the knowledge on finances. I just wanted to keep up with my friends who were going uh, drinking that, that Friday, Saturday night, or trying to buy that new car or the new, you know, shirt or have some new clothes. I, you know, I didn't really know I could just say, hey, you know what? I should just stay in, save my money a little bit. I got the TV or whatever, or go go to the gym and exercise a little bit more. You know, that's that's the stuff I didn't do and I should have done. Um, but with that being said, since I've been on the job, you know, this this job is so diverse in experience of different not just the fire system, but diverse in, in, um, in um, what is it, uh, you know, personal finance, real estate, you know, some guys like Joe Pinolio was a guy I always talked to about parenting, you know, um, but everything didn't always, you know, work out perfectly, uh, but you take little tidbits from everybody and you put it in yourself. So the last few years, I would say, I've been really gaining a lot of experience uh, financially through uh, learning from other people on a job and whoever they refer me to off the job, I usually go pick their ear. That's awesome. What, uh, what switched for you? You said you went from, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, not, not, uh, or, you know, worrying about what the guys are doing on Friday, Saturday night, or trying to buy the new car or TV or whatever. What switched for you? What was it that, that finally clicked where you were able to start gaining some traction and, and start moving down the path? I think it was the first time I made a hundred thousand dollars on the job. Um, and I was sitting there looking at it. I'm like, wow, I'm, I just made a hundred thousand dollars and I have absolutely nothing to show for it. And, um, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, big trucks with big tires or boats or, you know, buying real estate somewhere else. It's like, I still was living paycheck to paycheck and I was very disappointed in myself. Um, in fact, what really clicked is, uh, I ran into Aaron Bothwell, uh, at twenties one day. And, and we were just talking and, you know, I think you had him on, on one of your shows and he does uh, um, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace uh, University. And I read that book and it opened up my eyes to show how easy it is to get back on track. Um, and I know a lot of people don't agree with everything he does, but the, the, especially the bill, paying off the bills, the debt snowball is so easy to do and follow um, that that's what worked for, for us. And we started using that and, um, you know, from, from not being able to make all our bills to making our bills and to now we have money left over after to pay all our bills. And it's such a great feeling. I know sometimes um, we get disappointed, but we always go back and say, you remember the time where we didn't even have enough to make our bills? Now we just appreciate that process and know it's going to take a little longer than, uh, than overnight. Oh God, I just love that, dude. I'm sitting here scribbling all these notes. I just absolutely love the, the, the thing about appreciating what you have, like what is enough, right? We have enough and people listening here, Mark say he made a hundred thousand dollars and that's when he learned um, that, that he had enough and he could start, you know, blasting off from there. But people that are listening to this, that maybe don't live in California here, that firefighters are making a hundred thousand dollars. They might they might think that's an outrageous amount, but in reality, we live in a very high cost of living um, part of the world. And so even though a hundred thousand dollars is a lot and you can definitely um, make it happen with a hundred grand, um, it may not really, that, that hundred thousand dollars here doesn't go as far as it would other places in the country. So I, I want people to understand that, but um, yeah, Aaron, I had Aaron on here uh, a few weeks yeah. ago and I'll link to his show here in the, in the um, I'll leave a card here, but that the piece about the debt snowball and then also the emergency fund that, that um, they talk about all the time yeah. with Dave Ramsey 
is really important. Now for mm-hmm. us, you know, Dave Ramsey talks about starting a, a three to six months of your emergency fund, which will cover all expenses in case something happens. Like for you, if you're injured and you can't work and you're relying on that, that pay every month um, and it, it suddenly vanishes, well, you better have something in reserve to, to help cover the bills. Now, with that being said, for us, like we were talking about before, we're not necessarily worried of, about being laid off and having our income slashed down to zero. But, you know, if we get a long-term disability sort of thing or, or, or something, we have to have that, that, that little bit of cushion in reserve. And so um, that's where Dave Ramsey and I are, are 100% in agreement. Um, but I, I think it's one thing to be able to, to work hard at our job save up money, pay off all of our, our consumer debt, right? Credit card debt and other high interest yep. debt. Um, but for you specifically, Mark, you are also, you have some side hustles going where you're kind of supplementing your income with, with work outside the job. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, I just started uh, repping uh, a coffee company that's firefighter owned. Uh, a couple of firefighters up in the Bay Area. One, uh, his name, uh, he works for Folsom and the other guy works for Vacaville and another buddy of theirs, was a business partner. He graduated with a business degree. They started a coffee company uh, called Muertos Coffee Company. And they are a firefighter owned and operated company and they're spreading their word around. And their big mission is to help firefighters help firefighters. And pretty much every time they make a sale, 5% of that sale, it doesn't matter if it's uh, offline or, I mean, not offline, but online or in the firehouse, 5% of whatever the proceeds they make goes to a foundation. And, and some of the foundations they work with currently throughout the California is uh, the LA Fire Department's uh, Widows and Orphans Foundation, um, Cal Fire Benevolence um, uh, Foundation, and many others. And they're currently working with the National uh, Fallen Firefighters Association too, to help them out to get them some revenue. So they're really big in California right now. I'm personally a rep right now. Um, and, and if anybody's interested in uh, trying out their coffee, they can go to muertoscoffeecompany.com uh, and put in my code, which is SDFD25 for a 15% discount. And then at the end, when they start paying, they'll be able to choose another 5% will go to a, a foundation of their choosing. So it's a really good coffee. It's uh, comparable to the others. I know a lot of people get coffees, you know, from uh, Costco and other local coffee vendors, but they're, they're really good coffee. Um, they're about $6.50 a pound, which is pretty inexpensive for quality coffee. So also, if uh, anybody's interested, I'm, I'm on Instagram. So hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, and then I'll, uh, I'll shoot you towards their, uh, towards their website. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I will definitely, I'll link all that stuff in the show notes. And it, it's amazing that you have a, an outfit that is sort of um, designed by us for us producing a great product, but also at a, at a, uh, a price point that's comparable to all the other outfits, but then also they, they're giving back. So, um, no, that sounds like a great deal. Um, right. no, love that. Well, I'll link to the, all that stuff in the show notes with that, uh, that 15% off code. I'm, I'm sure that's like catnip for us, right? We, anytime we can get a little discount, all right. <laughs> we're all over it. So, uh, I would, I would expect your phone to be ready. Um, Hey, looking back, Mark, I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking back, do you, we all have, we've all made mistakes as it relates to our personal finance. We've all done stupid things that we wish we could have back. And while we can't change the past, we can, we can start right here and uh, move forward in the future. And is there something that you did in the past that you wish you could have back? Um, I would go back. And it's, 
my dad passed away when he was 47 years old. And I remember when I joined the Navy um, at 19, and going to and being in the barracks room and every Saturday morning without fail between seven and 7.30, my dad would call. And he would, we would talk and I'd be, I'd be pissed because you know, a young guy, Saturday morning, what am I doing up at 7 a.m.? But we'd have a great uh, conversation and uh, his main thing was, do yourself a favor. That was, I knew something was coming after he didn't say that. You know, it's like that's the big running joke. You're like, do yourself a favor between, our, between me and my brothers. But, you know, one of the things he said to do was to contribute to my TSP more, which is like is a military version or government version of like a 401k. It's a little different than, than the 401, normal 401k. Um, he goes, he said to put as much in there as you could um, because, you know, I'm young, or compound interest. I didn't even know what that was. Um, but, um, I wish I listened to him more as far as investing early because I really didn't have that many bills. Um, and I really didn't have to pay anything because the military provided, you know, I lived in the barracks, I got food at the galley. There's no reason why I should have put, uh, shouldn't have put more money away. So, um, that's one thing I regret not doing is not listening to my dad and putting more money away at an early age. Yeah, Especially no, after I, seeing uh, the Dave Ramsey thing on a compound interest. Yeah. I was like, man, huge mistake. No, absolutely. And, and, and part of the reason the firehouse exists is so that we can pass down that information to the next generation mm -hmm. of people coming up behind us because of exactly what you're saying, man, is that the power of compounding interest is it's staggering. Until you see it on paper, you see a chart. And I'll link to a, a, a compound interest calculator that one of our members actually created um, that you see that over time, it's just mind boggling where yeah. if you start when you're in your twenties, like how you were, um, the, the amount you have to put in to, to have a really solid nest egg is like nothing compared to if you start 10 years later or 20 years later, you just, you can never catch up. Um, and I don't think people really realize that, but, uh, I, I think that's great. And, and, you know, part, I think part of our job now is people that have been around the fire service for a while is, helping to bring up the next generation and telling them, look, mm -hmm. it, we, while we don't have a, a TSP, we do have a 401k option. Right. We have a deferred comp option. We have other ways of supplementing our income, whether it's a side hustle, selling coffee or, or anything else. You know, part of the message has to be that, that we are in charge of this thing. You know, we, it's not going to be yeah. enough to rely on the city to provide us the sort of retirement that, that we all hope for and dream for. So um, I think your dad was absolutely right. Maybe you weren't ready to receive that information back then um but maybe your son jake is ready to receive it from you now so we'll see yeah um, that's, that's a good thing now is that my wife and i are very open with our finances with with our children and we actually sit down with them and we'll, we'll open the books if they want to sit we we'll open the books and show them what we're doing we'll share the, the silly mistakes we've made you know coming through and i think when you are open yourself and you're vulnerable with your own children that they open up and listen more especially with finances you know no, have, have a conversation and not sit there and tell them what to do, but have a conversation on some of the reasons why you made certain decisions that you made back then and the decisions you are making now. And it, for my kids, they were more receptive to, to having a conversation than me telling them, hey, you need to do this or saying, hey, do yourself a favor. So, Yeah, God, what a great point. You know, and that speaks to the fact that, that they, these kids are different generation than what we were. And, and, you are a different generation than what your dad was using. Well, the message to you would have maybe worked for him, 
you know, didn't work for you. Maybe the right, message right. that is going to work for Jake is different than it's going to work for you. And, and if we can prevent, if we can prevent those same mistakes and we can provide the information in a way that's digestible in a way that they can then take action on, man, we're going to just set them up for so much success. I just love that, man. And with that in mind, is there, is there a specific resource that you're aware of that, that you would recommend to first responders, firefighters, uh, police, or, or EMS that they could help them get on the path towards financial independence or financial freedom? You know what I, what I did? I, I got down and read Dave Ramsey's book, Financial Peace, and it, it was a mind, uh, uh, an eye-opener for me uh, just to see the mistakes I was making, um, especially, especially read that debt snowball and, and setting up that emergency fund and then also going back afterwards to where when you're done making those, uh, um, paying off that consumer debt, um, you can go and start uh, investing a little bit more. You can put more money away, which will be better for your future, especially young guys that are coming on the department now. Yeah, that's perfect, man, because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to try to start investing if, on the other hand, you have all this consumer debt that you're paying right. 17, 18, 19% on. It's hard to find that sort of return in the investment world. It's, it's doable, but it's hard. So once you get all that debt paid off, then you can just start paying yourself and investing that money. That's perfect. So I'll, I'll link to that Dave Ramsey financial peace book. Uh, I I've read it myself. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah. And yeah, just, just finally, what would, if, if you could, what would be one piece of advice you'd give your 25 year old self looking back? Uh, there's so much, <laughs> uh, so much to say, but uh, you know, I would definitely go in and, 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 tell myself to stop buying off of feeling and making myself feel good to really sit back and, you know, make better decisions as far as, you know, do I really need that shirt or did I really need, you know, that to go out that night or whatever, but, you know, really sit back and, and start making a plan for myself in the future um, and realize that, Hey, you need to be patient, trust the process of financial peace later on. And uh, that's what I would tell myself at 25 years old, because, you know, you're always working off uh, the excitement of the moment or, or uh, you're, you're making yourself feel good and you feel down. But, it, you know, the hard, hard part is getting into the struggles. And once you come out there, the success at the end is so much better than that instant gratification you get from whatever you do at that time. Yeah, no, that's perfect, man. The, you know, they say the best things in life are not things, right? It's, it's not about that. It's not about the accumulation of things. It's about experiences and, and trying to provide a – a, a nice life for you and your family. And um, yeah, that's just perfect, man. I think with that, you got knocked down on your first alarm, bud. Awesome. Had a good yeah. time. <laughs> hey, so um, I know you mentioned Muertos Coffee and that you're on um, social media. You mind just, if people are looking to learn more about you, where could they find you on social media or, or elsewhere? Okay. Well, my main, my source of uh, social media is Instagram. I'm at, at Mark Ty, um, and also on Facebook, Mark Ty, of course. And then uh, also uh, if you are interested in Muertos Coffee, go ahead and send me a direct message. I'll send you the link to, uh, to get you the 15% off of coffee in your first purchase and all your following purchases after that. They have great shirts and hats too. So uh, go ahead and go check them out and uh, I'll help you out too. So. Awesome. Yeah, right on. That's perfect, man. We, we definitely appreciate that. One thing we didn't talk about, which I think has probably helped you guys along the way too, is your service to this country. Um, you recently retired uh, with 20 years in the Navy. Do I have that right? Yes, uh, 20 years and eight days to be exact. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. So with that, you get you get the benefit of the healthcare option, right? So that's one 
one benefit that you'll receive that must be must be sort of a, a you know a relief in a way right it, it is it, it's a little different for because uh, from active duty to the reserves the reserves when they retire we really don't get our uh, pension until we age 60 or the full uh, benefits like an active duty person retiring so all that stuff will kick in uh, when I turn 60 which a lot of people are probably like oh I guess it's next year huh Mark yeah so I that it, I guess that's probably coming up right <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow, jerk. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Uh, well, uh, like my uncle says, man, it's better. It's better to uh, continue getting older than to not. That is true. I agree with that, one hundred percent. Right on. Hey, Mark, uh, I want to thank you for your service to this country, man. I want to thank you for your service to this city, uh, your time here today, and um, the fun times we had in the greatest academy that's ever happened. Oh, and I agree. And the feelings mutual, and I. I truly appreciate you putting this on, Kyle. I think it's a great avenue, a great resource for everybody on the fire department to really sit down and really think about their own finances, you know, especially at the morning meetings when we could throw this on for 15, 20 minutes and then have a good discussion about it because uh, we all have our own self-responsibility to take care of ourselves when we retire. So we can't trust anybody else but ourselves. Yeah, exactly, man. And, and if we can just, if we can make it so that talking about money is not a taboo subject, you know, we're, we're here just trying to help each other out. They say money, politics, and religion, right? Those are off the table, but, but we, right. do, we have to use these things to help us in the long term. So yeah, if, if you can put this show on or if you can just learn a little bit about it and then bring it to the morning meeting at the fire station, um, I think we'll all be better for it long term. So I agree 100%. Right on. All right, buddy. Well, again, thanks for your time today. Uh, thanks a lot, Kyle. Talk to you later. Bye, right, bye. All right, hey, thanks again to Mark for meeting me here in the bullpen. His story about struggling in the academy to seeing where he is now is really what the American dream is all about. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about him, you can find him on Facebook and Instagram at Mark Tide. That's T-I-G-H-E. And be sure to check him out at MortosCoffeeCo.com as well and use the checkout code SDFD25 for 15% off your entire order. If you'd like to learn more about us, we're on Facebook at The Firehouse. That's f.i.r.ehouse. On Instagram, the underscore fire underscore house. On LinkedIn, The Firehouse Investors, or any place you listen to podcasts. If you learned something today and you'd like to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe, but no matter what you do, take this information, go out there, and get some. Station F.